everyone welcome back to prep talk podcast i'm your host vartika bhandari with this episode we begin our act exam segment just like the act we will be reviewing everything about act and all the updates that will be seen further in the act digital to continue with the podcast further and address our questions we have with us act head of tutela somendra singh hello somendra sir how are you i'm good vartika how are you doing i'm doing good welcome to the podcast Thank you so much. So let's begin with our first question. Yeah. What is SAT exam all about, and what should the students expect from this exam? So this whole exam is a three-hour-long stretch mm-hmm. in which uh, they test you on reading skills mm-hmm. and your basic grammar skills. You know all the punctuation, how to use the punctuation, and how to use a specific preposition, and all those things. And then your basic math skills will be tested. So yes, it is all about these things. And one more thing, if you want to be good at it, make sure to be good at all the basic skills that they are testing you. The skills mm-hmm. that I told you about. Right. So, what is the current structure of the exam? Current structure of the exam, as I said, three hour fifteen minutes long stretch. Right. So the exam will start with the reading section, which mm-hmm. has sixty five minutes and fifty two questions. So you have good amount of time for this, followed by writing and language section, wherein they test you on the grammar that I was talking about. It has forty-four questions to be done in thirty-five minutes. After this, you'll have two math sections. The first one that comes is a local section. You have twenty-five minutes to do twenty questions, followed by the last math section, last section of the whole test, which is uh, the math section with calculator. Uh, in this, you have thirty-eight questions. to be done in 55 minutes so you can just say that you have ample time for each section but if you are not trained enough for example in reading section i said 65 minutes to do 52 questions uh if you are not trained enough you will feel like that 65 minutes are too less for the section so yes that's the overall structure so overall including these section timings you also have two breaks one comes after the reading section the first section it's a 10 minute break followed by the other break which is 5 minutes long it comes after the third section which is maths local so adding up all the duration of the section and the breaks the exam goes on for 3 hour 15 minutes all right so our next question to you is sat is all set to go digital so what changes can we see in the new digital format as far as the content and the structure is concerned will there be any changes or is it the same format yeah there is a heap of change okay. uh, here So they are going digital starting from 2023 mm-hmm. internationally and from 2024 in US. Mm-hmm. Uh, and based on all the research that we have been through, we know for sure that this new format will be, you can say, less tedious for the students. Mm-hmm. There are several changes. For example, first very prominent change is the overall duration. Right. The test from three hour fifteen minute has been reduced to two hour fourteen minutes. Mm-hmm. there will be four sections one section is reading and writing combined so initially we used to have separate sections for reading and writing in language but this time we have a combined section of reading and writing that means you'll have one question per passage for the reading part of it and for the other questions also you have shorter passages so no long readings for the whole passage you know not no no answering of 8 to 10 questions each passage this time you just have one question per passage passage types are also going to be taken from different areas related to college level studies and this reading and writing section there are two of them like this so two reading writing sections 
each having 27 questions to be done in 32 minutes. So after a total of 64 minutes, you'll be done with reading and writing altogether. This is followed by a 10 minutes break, which a student can choose to take or not. And once the break ends, there will be two math sections. The duration for each of them will be 22 questions to be done in 35 minutes. Uh, and best thing again, one more very prominent changes. There is no no calc section here. That means the calculator is allowed to be used in both the math sections. So adding up all the durations, you'll see that the overall exam time is 2 hours 14 minutes without the break. Uh, the overall type of the questions, the content is going to be more or less same for math section. But yes, seeing that the overall structure for reading has been changed to one question per passage will be very helpful for the student because that's one section where people struggle the most based on our analysis. The calculator, you can take your own calculator or there will be an on-screen uh, on calculator now. So that's how the overall format of chat page will go. Alright, so moving on to our next question, what is the ideal time to start SAT prep? That's a very important question because students are always confused about when to do this particular exam, when not to do it. So I say that you just think about it. Uh, the best time to take SAT is when you don't have a lot of school load on you. you know, because we see that students keep on taking more breaks because they have some school assessments going on and all that. So best time to take it is your 10th standard when you have least burden on yourself. Of course, there's a burden of your 10th boards, but then comparatively, it's lesser as compared to when a student takes the same exam in length, where they have so many new subject choices and everything. So best time to start with SAT prep is 10th standard itself. All right. So keeping up with the standardized test prep and academics at the same time can be harmful for students. So what do you suggest the students do to keep both in check? The best time to do it is selecting the right attempt for you. For example, the SAT is administered five times a year. We have an attempt in March, followed by May, then August, then October, and then December. Uh, I think if we plan for the attempt where we can anticipate least school burden, that would be best. And second thing, it's never, you know, it's never like you don't have anything from school, which is why you have to plan everything out. Making a proper schedule is very important. It's instrumental in uh, giving optimum time to both the goals, the school activities as well as the SAT. So plan everything out, uh, make a schedule for yourself, give some time to SAT as well as your school activities each day. It's not that you can just abandon one thing for several days. It's not going to help like that. Uh, and then, of course, get some help from your trainers, be it the school tutors as well as the SAT tutors. They will help you give optimum time because they'll assign you some work and then you can just give it your own time. Whatever is justified for either of you. So, yes, it is going to be tedious for you, but if you plan it out, then it will be lesser burdensome for you. So, you spoke about timeline. So, how much does the SAT prep, including learning of the course and then working into sectionals and FLTs take? How long is that entire course for? So if we just reverse the whole process, uh, a particular day is my final SAT exam. Mm -hmm. One complete month prior to that, you have to give to the full length test, mock tests. So that is one month out of the day. 
and then the course completion and revision and sectional testing optimally takes around three months. So I can say that the whole thing is around four months of affair. So four to five months is what you can opt for. Okay. So what are some prominent resources for studying SAT? So several resources are available there if you look for it. Uh, we have the official guides provided by College Board. They give you very specific uh, topic-wise questions. And the questions level will not be overly hard or overly easy. It will just be representative of what is going to be asked in the final exam. Then we have College Standard. It's a good resource for math especially because you have uh, topic-wise questions. And they give you the hardest to the easiest question. So that means you can practice yourself on a wide area of difficulty level using this. Mm -hmm. Then we have Khan Academy. How can we forget that? It's a very good resource. It gives you time drills. So you can practice on that as well. At the end, of course, you can go for the online resources that we have curated on our website. So that'll help you because we keep uploading videos related to content. So you can always go for content specific videos. And the videos are made in a way that you will be able to cover everything related to topics like say absolute values or punctuations and all that sort. Okay. So how many attempts can a student take for SAT? There is no uh, limit put by college board. So a student ideally should not take too many attempts but then yes if one opts for uh, one can go for you know, numerous attempts whatever number of attempts are there in the whole year. However, uh, I always recommend taking two attempts. One attempt might make you feel like, okay, you can always do uh, much better than what you scored. For example, if the first attempt goes and I, I got a 13.7 or something, then this score clearly tells me that if I give more uh, concentrated practice, uh, I can get even a higher score. So yes, two attempts is optimal. Alright, so talking about scores, what is considered an excellent, good and a bad score in SAT exam? So this question is not to demean anybody uh, who ha who falls into a certain category of scores, but then, you know, to understand poor, where exactly yeah. the score lies. See, the overall exam gives you a score out of 1600. Mm -hmm. So anything upstream of 1500 is an excellent score. 1550, 1514. These are very good scores. Uh, but then talking about good scores it will be uh, falling in a lower bracket say something uh, between 1350 till 1500 so these scores are not that bad uh, but not that good either as i was saying these scores will make you believe that okay we can go higher and anything lower than 1350 means that you have to i mean you should try retaking the exam that's the category that i think will be good to understand what's an excellent uh, a normal average and a bad score on SAT. Okay. So, how can students determine their target score? Yeah. So, a target score determination depends on two things. One is where exactly are you standing right now. So, whenever you start with uh, the SAT preparation, using any publication, using any tutor, uh, anyone will always ask you for a diagnostic test. So, that diagnostic te test will tell you where exactly are you standing. This diagnostic test will help you understand where can you reach, how high can you reach. And it, of course, depends on the understanding of the content that you have. The second thing that it depends on your target score is the dream college and the dream course that you are looking for. 
which is why I always suggest to students that okay, fine, fifteen, fifty, and above is a glorious score. But then, why are you spending so much time on thinking about such a score if the course that you are going to opt for does not require such a high score? So please research at your level, figure out what is the exact score that your dream university wants, and then hunt for that. So that's how you can determine your target score. So it's a three-hour-long test, yeah. right? So during, especially the last section, students are worked out of energy. So how would you suggest that does not happen and they don't lose on scores? So fatigue towards the end. Mm-hmm. All of us are human beings, of course. Three hours long right. is a very long engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I won't say that there is some some magical way, and you'll stay refreshed till the end of the test. Of course, anyone will get fatigued. But what you can do is have a trained mind while you are doing the test. When I see a question, mm-hmm. if I have practiced enough on all kind of questions, I'll on the spot know what tactics to use to solve the question. But if I don't know that, then I'll you know I'll I'll hit and try, and that drains out a lot of energy. So please make sure that you are practiced enough while doing the test. And yes, I'm saying that you have to take at least ten to twelve full length tests before the actual attempt. Those ten to twelve full-end tests are not only to improve your score but also to build a stamina to sit for those many hours. So yes, if you have practiced enough, I don't think your final attempt will be any different from your mock tests. So it will just be another mock test, and you won't get that much fatigue. All right. So what scholarships are available to students based on their SAT scores? Several scholarships are available. It depends on the overall profile that you have mm-hmm. and your. SAT score also, right. uh, but then in order to get a better detail on this, I think you can just Google scholarship calculator Tutela, and whatever first link that you see related to Tutela, open that, and you will see different scholarships available to you. First, you will have to fill your details first, mm-hmm. and it's a very good instrument. You can just you know look through everything in one step. Absolutely, and to all the listeners who are interested in finding out the scholarship, the link for the scholarship calculator will be in the description box. So, last but not the least, what tips do you suggest for students appearing for the SAT exam? Tips to do good on SAT exam. Yes. Uh, first thing, make sure to complete the whole course. Start on the right time. It's not that you can start the preparation today and aim for the exam, which is just like one and a half months or less, or for less duration. Okay. Make sure to give yourself a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. The course is very easy, mm-hmm. but it's strenuous as hell, which means start at the right time, cover each topic by giving it sufficient time, do enough number of questions, mm-hmm. and once you're done with the whole course, uh, start doing sectional testing. Right? Buy any publication, look for each of the sections, and time yourself well. If you have been through the overall sectional practice and the revision, then you can go for good amount of full-length tests. As we have already discussed about it, it will help you build the stamina and will help you keep your preparation in check. So, ten full-length tests is the optimum number. Go through that, and by the time you keep doing it, make sure to record all the scores that you have been getting so that you can project. What score can you get in the final exam? Going through all these things will definitely help you do good on this. 
So with this, we come to an end of today's podcast. Thank you so much, Amanda sir, for being a part of today's podcast. It was equally enjoying for me. To all the listeners, we hope today's episode was helpful for you. If you like the segment, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Our further episodes include a lot of information about sections in SAT. So stay tuned for the next episodes. Have a good day, and we shall see you in the next one. Bye bye.